Just one sec, guys. Here's the espresso I made for you. Wow, Lee, so excited to try out your espresso. Who's that? What's up? What are you guys doing? I was just making a nice espresso. Would you like... No, Lee. You'll all have to try Death Wish coffee. Kurt, isn't that the world's strongest coffee? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, man. It tastes great. Just explosion of flavor in my mouth. When I try Death Wish coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But, Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no, I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Greeners and I got 10% off. You can too! <gasps> In a world of lame, nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold these studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Two Angry Nerds Podcast. It's just me and Katie. You know what? We're both like not overly angry today, except for Katie, like almost burnt down her home. But <laughs> yeah. shit happens. How's it going, Katie? Um, I'm still feeling the aftermath of that incident. Uh, I <laughs> it smoked up so much, like half of my home was not visible because it was <laughs> fogged up. But you know, it happens, and life goes on. So here I am. Sounds like me after every time I see a movie. I'm like, yeah, life will go on. <laughs> I gotta forget about this movie in like two months. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was talking pre show, but I went to a brewery yesterday that had their one year anniversary and it was fun, but also there was a lot of beer. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm paying the price for it a little bit today, but can't say I regret it. It was a fun time still. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. Beer. Haha. <laughs> oh, and Lee has joined us. Making it three angry nerds. Look at that. Clutch. How's it going, Lee? Oh, you know, it's it's gone. I uh, I was asleep for, for a thousand years, but now I'm awake. <laughs> oh, movie club reference, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> for our movie club this week, which is Queen of the Dam. Movie that I watched while I was uh, drunk last night, so that was that was interesting. I was like, "What am I watching? What am I watching?" Uh, yeah, we're gonna get to that in a bit. Uh, don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the Three Hundred Network, including Three Hundred Gamers, Tremble, the Horror Movie Podcast, the Friday Night Dinner Podcast, Nerds and Love Spoiler Cast, and First Friday. All right, uh, Kings of Star. Taron Edgerton once again addresses really excited rumors that he'll play MCU's Wolverine. He says basically like, "Ah, oh, be cool, bro, but I ain't it yet." So, I don't know. Taron Edgerton, what, what else? What else has he played? He was Elton John and Rocket Man. He was in Kingsman. He's a pretty good actor, though. What do you think, Lee? Uh yeah. I, I mean, great actor. Uh, great actor for Wolverine. We'll see. Yeah. This is... Yeah. I, I'm... Uh, 
I think like you'd have to put a little more hair on the guy. Like I don't know, he seems like a very <laughs> hairless dude. <laughs> like he's got, like I'm thinking like Robin Williams level of hair to play Wolverine. Yeah. But I, I immediately think of a a singing and dancing Wolverine just because of um, of Rocket Man. Oh really? Yeah. And Rocket and now that's what I want to see. I want to I want to see a uh, a Wolverine musical. Uh, yeah, you know what? Give me that. Give me a scene where, like, he's chasing Sabretooth, and, like, somehow he ends up in some sort of, yeah, musical. Has to play along mm-hmm. to fit in or something. Yeah. Um, cool. Katie, do you want to see Taron Edgerton as Wolverine? Or are you just like, eh? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Okay. Uh, Fred Heijinger. Jinger? I don't know. He was, uh, in The White Lotus, and everyone loved him in that. But he's been cast as Chameleon in Craven the Hunter. So he'd be playing the movie's villain. And Taylor Page is set to play Calypso, which is also a character from the comics. So, you know, it's called Craven the Hunter, but there's a lot of other characters in there. So, um, yeah. Does anyone care about Craven yet? No, because I sure as hell don't. So, yeah, I, guess I definitely. Answers, I guess I guess that answers that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, I the only thing I remember about Craven the Hunter, I think, was from like the '90s Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah, and I, I couldn't tell you a thing about it. I've seen Calypso's wearing like a, a cheetah outfit like cheetah print outfit so i'm like i guess that makes sense that she would be with craven uh yeah and keep in mind too that aaron taylor aaron taylor johnson is playing craven which i'm still like i don't know in my eyes like that's still the kid from kick-ass so that seems a little weird but mm-hmm. i know he was also quicksilver but still he's always kick-ass in my head <laughs> Uh, the Batman director, Matt Reeves, confirms that there's a sequel talk. They've, or they've already started talking a sequel. The Batman 2? The Batmans? The Batman? Bat Harder? I don't know. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, makes sense. They're probably tracking the ticket sales that are going on right now and probably seeing how well it's doing and being like, uh, yeah, let's start working on this right away. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, like some early uh, reviews have come out and people are already saying it's like one of the favorites and Batson is like one of the better bad actors. So, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll find out next week, but I think I think it's safe to say probably going to be a hit, probably going to get a sequel. But uh, yeah, questions, do we get Tommy Lee Jones back as Two-Face? That's the real question. Uh, if you know this is the best best timeline, then, then no, we won't. Because because that would that would be awful. I had this idea, and I don't know how stupid it is, but it's probably very stupid. That like we're getting a movie with Riddler. The last time we had Riddler was in that '90s Batman movie. What if Paul Dano's Riddler is the son of Jim Carrey's Riddler? <laughs> that, that would be pretty pretty silly 
just reveals, oh, my dad was also the Riddler. He was played by Jim Carrey. I'd be like, whoa. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be pretty silly. That would that would be a big shock, but also a dumb shock. You'd be like, I'm done with this movie. Uh, speaking of the Batman, Colin Farrell, who's playing the Penguin, seemingly confirms that the Penguin HBO Max series will be R-rated, which I kind of lulled at that because I'm like, I mean, R ratings are for movies and. This is a TV series, so a TV series technically can't be rated R. But I, I, I mean, I get what they're going for. It's gonna be, mm-hmm. it's gonna be very vulgar, violent, pretty much like Peacemaker is. So, yeah, um, yeah. Also, do they mention that it was gonna be like Scarface, which has me think that it's like Penguin taking people out, rise to power kind of deal, which mm-hmm. could be interesting, I guess. Yeah, I I didn't realize that they were gonna do a a series on on Penguin. That I don't know. That just I, I kind of hate when like I guess they do shows like that. Because uh, I'm like, what what shows, else can you tell? He's just he's a bad guy. Well, I don't he know. Has, he doesn't have his monocle and he doesn't have his um, cigar. So end of the show will be him pulling out a monocle and cigar, and being like, I am the Penguin. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I imagine that it's sort of to expand his character because from what I've heard, the Batman doesn't have a whole lot of time to tell his story, which makes mm-hmm. sense. There's a bunch of other characters to work on. Uh, so I could see how he could probably be getting the shaft in the Batman from all what people have been saying. So I think like mm-hmm. it would just be there to like kind of expand his story. But I think unlike Peacemaker, I'm not that excited to get his story like oh he's a cri- yeah he's a crime lord he's he's probably gonna take some people out i mean you know hate to be you know if ethan was here he'd be like gotham did it already because yeah gotham did that story <laughs> but uh yeah i'm like do people really care do people need to know penguins rise to power like i'm sure they could do something interesting with it though like if you could use it as a way to like bring in some other characters like have some cameos from some other crime characters in the batman universe sure why not mm-hmm. yeah I, I guess that's like kind of my my thing on this is like when you look at like peacemaker or, or you know with suicide squad it it's a fun like kind of silly movie so it makes sense you could do a show and like mm-hmm. explore that universe more but like i don't know just with penguin i'm like this it, Based on the trailers I've seen with with you know, the the Battinson, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know how do you do that with a more serious character that's yeah. just not a run of the mill mob movie? Oh yeah, yeah. So, I, or yeah, show, I guess. Well, the fact that you they said I mean. it's like Scarface tells me that yeah, it's pretty much like I don't know his rise to power. Although yeah, they. I mean, <laughs> it's like I've seen Scarface though. Like I don't need to see Scarface again. Yeah. <laughs> that's what i'm thinking too like that's that's not an original story that's not one that's like overly interesting although it would pay off in dividends if because in scarface there's that payoff where he gets the big tiger and everyone's like Mm. wow that dude's got a tiger i want penguin to have these two massive penguins like he just buys them (laughs) just waddle around he's like (laughs) like the push it to the limit songs playing in the background where he's got these two penguins Mm. waddling around I'd be there for that. Uh, I thought you were going to say you hope he gets a tiger and it's the Tiger King that gives it to him. 
I mean, that you, ooh, yeah, get, I mean, who knows? Maybe Tiger King will be free by then. You could have a cameo in the Penguin <laughs> HBO Max series. <sighs> well, that's that's the thing that's happening. Another thing that's happening that, that I don't know anything about any of this is a live action Beyblade movie is reported in, in the works. I don't know what the fuck a Beyblade is, but people were losing their shit over this when it got announced. Um, does anyone here know anything about Beyblade? No. I was going to say, I, uh, I'm, I think I'm way too old for this. <laughs> I think so too. Although, here's the thing, Jerry Bruckheimer is producing it. Yeah, but I mean, he produces everything, so... <laughs> I don't know. I look at, looking at Beyblades now, and there's a bunch of these weird spinning toys, and I'm like, wait, how do you make this into a movie? I I don't know. I mean, Transformers is a multi-billion-dollar property, so you got me. So, yeah. Get excited, everybody, for the Beyblade movie. <laughs> Watch it's like the best movie of like 2024 or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, put the rock in it and I'm sure it'll probably sell some tickets. <laughs> Honestly, you're probably not that far off that it's going <laughs> to feature the rock and Kevin Hart. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Hart will be like, what's this Beyblade? I don't know what this is. He's just screaming while he's spinning. <laughs> I mean, that's what they did with Jumanji and it worked relatively well. So, yeah. You're not uh, wrong. Also filed under the who needed this category is John Cena has joined the cast of Coyote vs. Acme, an upcoming live-action CG animation hybrid that film that will center around the classic Looney Tunes character Wile E. Coyote. As much as I want to give this crap, uh, I, I could... Just because he did such a good job in in uh, Peacemaker, I, I want to I will give him the the chance, see, whatever that means. See, here's the thing: I went to sleep last night after hearing this news, and I had nightmares because I remembered Space Jam: A New Legacy, and I woke up in a fever, and I was like, "Oh my god, that was actually a movie. We actually had a movie with Chungus." Like, <sighs> I don't know. I I. I, I I, I'm just like, don't do this to me again. Don't scar me like you did with Space Jam and New Legacy. <laughs> but cool. Uh, and then final news this week because there's not a whole lot of news for some reason. Uh, the final seven episodes of Ozark will premiere on April 29th. So go Ozark. Cool. <laughs> the most depressing show. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I are talking about this in the chat, uh, but it's very surprising that it's coming this early because part uh, one came out in January, and I think a lot of people assume it'd be like a year later, but no, it's like a handful of months, April, yeah, so February, March, mm -hmm. April, yeah, three months later, so it's almost like, why did you not just put them all together, but yeah, yeah. At least well, so... Um, I, I like. I think we talked about this before. I, I know my my theory on this is that it's. I think and I think Netflix is seeing this happen a lot more often. Is that by putting out everything at once for binging, mm. you only stay in the co public consciousness for maybe a few weeks. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think they're seeing that with things like, you know, with Disney, with, you know, like their their Marvel and like Star Wars shows. They see this with HBO um, that, you know, that you can keep things in the public mind a lot longer Mm -hmm. if you release week by week or even just like split up the releases. Um, Yeah, I mean, it kind of sucks for like the viewer because like I think most people are like, they'd like it when you can just go and binge the whole thing at one time. But um, like I said, the downside to that though, is like who, who talks about stranger things, like, you know, a month or two after it happens, like nobody. Well, I guess that's, yeah. Worth pointing out too, that we're getting both uh, stranger things is in a similar boat where like it's Mm -hmm. splitting a season up with like only like a little bit of time apart. I mean, yeah. it's good that they're at least not making it like an entire year wait, but yeah, it just it seems a little bizarre to not just be like, here's 10 episodes, but yeah, I, I think they're trying a hybrid method here of like, because yeah. I think if they went to fully, you know, week by week releases, I think people would, would throw a fit. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I think they want to keep that like, okay, like how can we keep the public thinking about this and keep people like subscribed? Because I know mm-hmm. like, with like I said, I, with a lot of the Marvel and uh, Star Wars shows, that was the only reason why I was subscribed to Disney as long as I've been, mm-hmm. uh, just because of like the week by week stuff. If we had, you know, if they had dropped all their episodes at one time, I would have binged it for one month and then <laughs> dropped them until the next one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So. I mean, Ozark, I'm kind of curious how it's all going to end. Also, I'm just like, that show's way too depressing. So let's finish it. Let's move on something a little bit more upbeat. But <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it for news. We're going to take a quick break and come back and review a couple things. And you know what? Let's talk a little bit about Love is Blind as well. Because, because we can. That's why. All right. Back in a bit. Hey everybody, it's Curtis from the podcast letting you know that we're brought to you by Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime's got amazing content such as The Boys, The Expanse, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Goliath, and so much more. Don't have to take our word for it. Go try out a 30-day trial of the service. See if you like it. If you want to stick around, they've got low introductory rates for new users who sign up. And you're going to get a ton of other Amazon Prime benefits. So sign up today and check it out. Thank you for your time. All right, and we're back. Don't forget to check out our movie commentary for Wayne's World Party Time. Excellent. Um, and then also our next one is Batman, the 1989 movie. So you can go watch The Batman, and then you can go watch Batman. There you go. Uh, yeah, let's talk about No Exit, which is a new movie hitting Hulu down in the States and in international markets. It's hitting Disney+. Plus. Uh, this is like a quick little 90-minute thriller. Uh, I think it was in production at 20th Century Studios, formerly 20th Century Fox. And they've kind of just carried it over. Uh, I can see why this movie probably would have not done well in a theatrical market. Because it's just, it's it's a thriller. There's a lot of a mystery to it. But by the time you get past that like initial mystery, this movie just blows up and gets crazy uh but yeah the basic like kind of premise of this is that they're all stranded in this highway rest drop uh and they have to there's basically they discover that there's like a child hidden in a car uh and 
the child's been kidnapped. So they're kind of trying to figure out who's the kidnapper, who's kidnapped this young kid, and at the same time trying to survive because this person who's kidnapped the kid is also harmful in other ways, obviously. Um, yeah, I actually enjoy this uh, quite a bit, although it did take a bit of a bit of time to get going. Uh, I think the first little bit was just setting up all the characters and all this, and it just felt a little slow and a little dull. But yeah, once you get to like the last... 30-ish minutes of this movie it just like it goes and, it, and there's a lot going on i think some people might even have to like pause and rewind to get it all in but uh yeah well written well directed well performed like yeah it's uh in terms of being a thriller it's quite effective so i give it eight out of ten uh and then uh next up is studio 666 which i saw at landmark here in well bc i saw it in the u.s but Comfy seats in that theater. Uh, and what was nice was uh, this is the this is a horror comedy movie starring the Foo Fighters. And if that sounds absurd as a premise, it's because it is. Uh, <laughs> basically, uh, the Foo Fighters are trying to record their tenth album, and they rent this haunted house as a means to record their 10th album and then things start going crazy and it turns into a slasher movie and it, it was a really interesting premise and I think when it starts off I was like okay I'm kind of getting into this it's sort of this meta parody slasher horror comedy and it had a lot going on but I was kind of getting on board with it and then I think it just sort of lost steam throughout the second act and by the time it got to the third act I just kind of was like ready for the movie to be over uh not to say that's entirely bad but I just think the movie could have done a little bit more to keep my attention throughout it just sort of lost me uh throughout the movie so I give it a 7 out of 10 I think there's some strong stuff here uh the person I saw it with was like you can clearly tell they're not actors and I think I agree like you know, because they're all musicians and not actors, like all, almost all of the line deliveries are kind of cringe. But I think you also probably expect that since it's a band starring in a movie and not real actors. So, yeah, 7 out of 10. Uh, you can go check it out in your local theater. All right. Well, let's talk about Love is Blind, Katie, because that's wrapped. All 10 episodes are out, and then we're getting our reunion on March 4th. Are you... What did you think about Love is Blind now that it's all wrapped in air and we've seen everything? I People keep saying that nothing can compare to Lauren and Cameron in the first season. Mm-hmm. And I agree. This season was underwhelming and a lot of a lot of the, like a lot of the pairs that I thought would get married didn't and the ones that I thought wouldn't did, which was weird. Um, we're, we're gonna go full spoilers, by the way. So if you haven't seen Love Is Blind one through or season two from one till ten, yeah, just peace out now. But I did not expect Nick and Danielle to get married. Yeah, me neither. Like he was sweating so much, I thought he was gonna <laughs> say no, but then he was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "What is the point of all that?" Then I think it's because Nick is a confirmed robot, and he was probably overheating in the sun because. That dude is, that dude, the way that dude talks is like the most robotic, just dull way of talking ever. And I'm like, 
I don't know what's up with that guy. He'd be like, that is a rock band drum set. We must put it in a box. It's like, what? What is up with this yeah. guy? Yeah. I also thought he would say no because he kept emphasizing the age gap. And he was like, I don't know if I can deal with that. Yeah. Ugh. But I, I'm, I'm happy Deepti said no. Um, cause really Shake was not in it at all. No. So, yeah. No, he was like, I don't know. I think he, I, I think he's showed regret. Like I was, I saw on Instagram, he posted something saying how, how he, he knows it was a mistake and all of a sudden I'm like, obviously, but I think he kind of knows that. Yeah. He, he messed up on that one, but yeah, obviously a little too late. Should have been more reassuring uh, when you're with your potential partner. But um, I think the big one was, for me that was surprising was the Shane and Natalie not married. I think, yeah. But then the way he reacted, I was like, okay, yeah. Dodged a bullet there. <laughs> yeah, because she says something about how Shane said to her that he hates her. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you probably should not tell your fiance that you hate them. That's just, just yeah. generally a rule of thumb. Something, something about like, you're the worst thing that's ever happened to me or something. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well, well, <laughs> good riddance, I guess. <laughs> Bye. And she still was willing to try, but then he got angry really quickly. So, yeah. Well, yeah, he's, I think Shane is like the most interesting character on that show because he just seems like somebody picked him off off the street corner. He was doing drugs because he's just wild. But, <laughs> um, yeah. And then we got the reunion, which is coming out next week. We have not seen it in advance, and shame on you, Netflix, for keeping that from us. But I mean, I guess it is what it is. I. I, I, do you think there will be any big reveals at the reunion? Do you think they're going to be like, oh, Shane and Natalie worked it out? Honestly, I don't hold up hope for that. I don't think so. Or I guess I hope not. Because I just think that it's not a match. Yeah. I do wonder if they'll be like Shane and Shayna this whole time oh my god like after natalie told him no he just went straight into the arms of of shana and her crazy whatever it was that she is into she she's obsessed with shane yeah no i i i imagine that when she found out that they broke up he was she was immediately like calling him like hey let's let's talk let's figure this out <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So go check out the uh, the reunion on March fourth. Again, we haven't seen it, so I don't know what's gonna happen. Anything could happen. I mean, they could reveal that Deep T hooked up with Sal, and I'll be like, oh my god, this is too much. Actually, that would be too much. I don't think I could actually take that in. So. 
Meanwhile, Lee's like, what's a love is blind? What are you talking about? Yep. No idea. <laughs> I assume there's a bunch of blind people that go on dates. Uh, <laughs> you're not far off. They basically put them in rooms and they can't see each other. And they have to decide if they want to propose to somebody not knowing what they look like. Going only based off their conversation. Oh, uh, they should have done like, never mind. I was gonna say that'd be really mean, like really ugly people. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that, that they put in some people that are conventionally not attractive, but they do. And for some reason, those are always the people that end up like not getting engaged. Cause there's always the people in the first couple episodes, there's way more than the people who end up getting engaged. And a few people mm. fall by the wayside. Like there was, there was one girl, she was like a heavier set girl. And I'm like, Hey, good on you for being in this because it kind of shows that yeah, love could be blind, but then she's like, how, she didn't get engaged to anybody. I'm like, well, maybe love is, is not as blind as we might think. So damn. Yeah. So cool. Uh, I, you know what, if I were to give love is blind a score, I'd give it nine out of 10. And maybe t I'd raise it to 10 out of 10 for all the Shane memes, because those have been great. <laughs> I give it an 8.5. Okay, that's fair. All right, let's take one last quick break, and then we're going to talk about our movie club this week, which is Queen of the Damned. Back in a bit. Hey, Spark, have you listened to the newest album by Smash Mouth? No, I haven't gotten my copy yet. Oh man, it's the bomb. Oh, I heard they were going to use this for that new movie with Mike Myers, Shrek. It's okay, I mean, it's no walking on the sun, though. Ah, a ghost. I'm the ghost of streaming What's streaming? You can magically play It's pretty cool. In fact, Amazon Music offers a three-month trial for big users to check out its vast selection. Amazon? Like the website that sells books? Yes! In fact, take a look! What's this? It looks like a remote control, but from the future. It's a device that you can stream on, in fact. Why don't you go to http colon forward slash forward slash getamazonmusic.com forward slash creamreverts so you can try the service for free for one month. If you don't like it, you cannot subscribe at any time. Wow, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. What's dubstep? All right, we're back. Let's do our movie club this week. Because I was actually thinking, I'm like, is there anything to recap? And then I'm like, wait, not, there isn't really. There's nothing to really recap. There's no Disney Plus shows. There's no new DC shows. It's just dead out there. It's Yeah. It's a barren wasteland of content, except for Love is Blind, obviously. So. Um, yeah, our movie club this week is the movie Queen of the Damned, also known as the most 2000s movie I've seen in a long time. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lee, is this like a classic for you? Uh, it, it's not a classic for me, no. Um, this is a cult classic from what I understand. And uh, part of the reason I, I chose it because this is the 20th anniversary of this movie. Wow. Uh, yeah. I actually didn't see this, I think, until a few years later um, than when it came out. Okay. But, yeah. So I w this came out in 2002. I, I want to say I saw it maybe like 2005, roughly. So, like, maybe like a few, just a few years after that. Okay. So, um, yeah. I, I'm kind of, I, I don't know how to describe my feelings towards this movie because like it's not bad I, I don't think it's like the worst movie i've ever seen um but it's just it's definitely you're right it's probably one of the more 2000 movies that i've that i've recently watched <laughs> yeah uh yeah i was very surprised when he's like just announcing to the world that he's a vampire i'm like all right then i guess you're just coming up with that well, you know what it almost reminds me of, like in hindsight, is like that er, that late '90s, like early 2000s, like especially. I mean, you kind of saw this with some bands, um, like more like metal. I I don't know if Marilyn Manson's considered metal, but like, it's like, oh, he got two of his ribs removed. You know, he's a crazy person. Yeah. Uh, that's what it kind of reminded me of. I'm like, oh yeah, I could easily have seen like some, you know, like I guess you know heavy metal or death metal band being like, yeah, we're a bunch of vampires. Yeah. But <laughs> um Katie What what is your history with this movie? Oh, what is my history with this movie? Uh yeah. I watched it in high school and uh I thought it was the coolest thing ever and then I rewatched oh. it and I'm like what was I what was I thinking? <laughs> I don't know. It's uh there's a letterbox review that uh I thought it was hilarious. They said, this is a very relatable movie because I too am swayed by good, a good looking person across my path, have a blood kink and only rise from my coffin to the sound of rock music. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, eh. it's, it's okay. It's not like, it's not the most exciting movie. It actually mm. was kind of boring for me in a lot of scenes. Mm -hmm. uh, especially the ones with Aaliyah like she's not in this much like she's got very like even though she's prominent on the poster she's like got very little screen time yeah um, also this movie's like really campy like the special effects were just like really off-putting <laughs> um, uh, yeah I will give points to the soundtrack though because the soundtrack was pretty banging like yes uh i'll go that into that in just a second i do want to ask uh for katie if she katie did you watch this movie i actually didn't oh that is disappointing is it i guess my connection to it is that it was released the year i was born wow now i feel old i'm not gonna, <laughs> yeah i'm just sad now <laughs> um yeah that's okay. You're you're not the first person to ever make me cold, so that's that's fine. <laughs> and we'll be um, the last. <laughs> yeah, and and we'll indefinitely will not be the last. <laughs> Some kid will come up to you, Lee, and be like, "Oh, this was born. This was movie came out the year my grandparents were born." You'll be like, oh, "God damn it!" Yeah, they're like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, it's that classic, Men in Black." <laughs> um, 
Okay. Well, that's a, that's a shame. I, I would love to hear your, your thoughts on this uh, movie of its time, but that's okay. We can, we can go to talk about this, the soundtrack on this. Cause you are, you're absolutely right. Kurt. The, the soundtrack on this is probably like right out of my high school. Yeah. I mean, uh, we were jammed to this in people's cars back in 2002. Yeah. Well, I mean, it helps that some, I guess all, all I think it's all of the songs pretty much were written by um, the lead singer of Korn. There you go. Uh, and yeah, he also provided all the vo- the the vocals for uh, Lestat singing. Okay. So yeah, if you're wondering why that sounds like super familiar, that's, that's partly why. Yeah. Jonathan Davis is his name. Yeah. He actually has a cameo in it. <laughs> I think I, I think I've seen that guy before and I was like, when he came up, I was like, I think I've seen this guy before. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm looking at the soundtrack now. Deftones, Papa Roach. Like, this was uh, Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Uh, uh, the- yeah. Linkin Park is on there. Disturbed. Uh, Static X. Yeah. It's pretty much like every like new metal band from that was popular then had a like a role in the uh, in the soundtrack why they didn't have let the bodies hit the floor on the soundtrack is beyond me because that would yeah be perfect that is true <laughs> i was gonna say they did have a disturb song that played during uh during their burning man uh scene yeah which i was like oh i was like that's kind of that'd be a neat little concert in the desert we're gonna go go see disturbed and then and then watch a vampire <laughs> but but um you know what's funny, like when I re upon rewatch, uh, how much like other movies have kind of like stolen the worst parts of this? Yeah, like I, I kept thinking of, uh, I mean, obviously, Twilight is like probably the biggest comparison because mm-hmm. it's about vampires, but like if, I feel like the Twilight movies completely stole the look of the vampires <laughs> from this movie and definitely, also how they, they move quickly. Definitely the sexy vampire look, like. This this movie is like this is what a sexy vampire is in two thousand and two, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> um, whatever the name of that writer that wrote those awful books that made those awful movies, uh, probably <laughs> watching this and she's like, oh yeah, this is sexy. I'm putting this in my book. Yeah, you're talking about Anne Rice. Yeah, no, the chick who wrote. Oh, you're talking about uh, sorry, Anne Rice wrote the book for this. You're talking about uh, Stephanie Meyer. Yeah, Stephanie Meyer. Yeah, she yeah. probably was watching this. She's probably like, mm, "Yeah, this this will be good in my in my mm. fan fiction book." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I was gonna say you can you can definitely tell there was there's inspiration there. Um, the other thing I I kept thinking too is whenever I think it's when um, Alea is on scene, like when when she first like wakes up she's her character is like walking through like this vampire bar she's doing the weird like hula hoop dance walk yeah. that uh the the original suicide squad did for their enchantress and i i couldn't stop imagining that yeah i think too Aaliyah died like before this movie came out yeah i'm trying to remember uh yeah i think like it's like an air air crash or something like that yeah know. yeah she died in a in a plane crash yeah so crazy i was watching this movie and then i was did this thing where i'm like i wonder what she's up to nowadays and then i'm like oh she hasn't been up to much in the last 21 years so damn 
<laughs> That's just wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I the this movie was pretty boring for me, honestly. I was just, mm-hmm. like watching it. I was just like, uh, for a vampire movie, this is kind of dull. But like I said, the soundtrack was banging. So mm-hmm. I think that that's got to count for something. Yeah, you you're kind of right. I mean, the I honestly don't really know. I, I don't want to say I don't know what the plot of this movie is, but like, because because I do, but the plot of this is you're right. It's pretty. I don't know, basic? Yeah. I don't know. You got, you know, you got Vampire Lestat. He wakes up because uh, the kids down the down the street are, are playing their, their metal music too hard and uh, joins a band. And I, I honestly don't know what other his motivation is besides that. Yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't think he's got much. Yeah. And he also hooks up with. Um, oh, gosh, I can't think of her name because honestly, she, her character was kind of boring to me, but uh main love interest and i was trying to figure out why they hooked up but mm. i don't know yeah because because at the end they were like mortals or something and i'm like oh was this her the whole thing to become mortal I don't know. yeah i it like again like i said there's there's a lot of just kind of weird plot points like this movie i think this movie is like the best example of a movie that just happens or a <laughs> plot that just things happen for plot reasons yeah um you're right it, it does kind of make it boring because i'm like where's the agency like why are people doing things like yeah it did kind of feel a little bit like yeah the movie was just kind of coasted along i think this movie was definitely like a visuals first kind of movie where like the ideas that they had and the visuals and all that were there but like yeah nothing really linked it together like mm-hmm. you could tell someone was like ah like have them walk into the into the into the night, but they're but they're mortals, or maybe not. I don't know. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, mortals. Yeah, they're they're immortal now. They're both vampires. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I like that scene. They're like all walking, and you got like the, you know, uh, time lapse of people walking around them. I was like, that's a that's a neat little little visual trick there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, the only person I, I understood their motivation for was Aaliyah's character. And then, yeah, they, they kind of have to kill her because she wants to kill everybody. Yeah, you can't have her stick around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I like the sound effects of her voice. Apparently they brought in, I think, her brother to like help. Like, I, I guess they like overmixed both both of their voices to kind of like one because Aaliyah died and like they couldn't you know, do ADR with her. Mm. And then um, also to create that kind of like we are Legion effect. So I was like, that's kind of neat. It was a cool sound effect though. So Yeah. Um, I did like that after he had sex with her, he was like forced to obey her. I'm like, lols. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Uh, I think it's time to rate this movie. <laughs> oh. oh gosh, um, I'm gonna go with a five. That's yeah, that's why I was I had written down here. I'm like, this is a five, bro. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. By like like I said, it's it's a movie of its time, mm-hmm. and um, like 
yeah. When I when I saw it in what two thousand four, two thousand five, I thought it was fine then. So mm -hmm. like, I guess my opinion really hasn't changed. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I just. I don't know. This movie's just very mediocre. Like it's, it's just aggressively mm -hmm. mediocre. It's not bad, but it's not good either. Just right in the middle there. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Well, we're gonna watch a horror movie next week, but one that's much, much better, and that's Evil Dead Two. That'll be our movie club for next week. That's oh on, my god. That's on HBO Max in the US and it's in Crave in Canada. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about that movie next week. Hail to the King, yeah. baby. If I remember correctly, didn't they just like it's the almost the exact same as Evil Dead One, but just more silly? Yeah, so the funny story about that is the first movie got like banned in a ton of countries. So when they were oh, making yeah. the sequel, they kind of had to assume that nobody saw the first movie because it got blocked in a bunch of countries. So it isn't the first movie per se, but it does recap the first movie in like the first little bit just because mm -hmm. it, they had to assume that most people hadn't seen the movie. But of course, nowadays, like both movies are readily available. So people have, and obviously many have seen both movies. So it's kind of a little redundant nowadays, but yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, Crave here in Canada, HBO Max in the US, outside of Canada in the US. I don't know. I'm just watch.com. You can find it. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, sorry for a short episode, but there's really not much going out out there. So we'll see you all next week. We'll talk about the Batman. That'll be exciting. Bye for now.